Hey everybody, welcome to the Big Life Podcast, where together we explore this great big life that God has for us. You made it, you are here, and I'm excited about it. It blesses me so much every single week uh, that so many of you guys think it's important enough uh, to develop your own life with God and to go with Him in your journey uh, to allow this podcast to minister to you and help you out in that. And so uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm in my mobile studio uh, today. We're not uh, where I normally record. I am actually at Gracie's dance uh, lesson. Gracie's my daughter. And uh, we're over in Bastrop, and she has dance over here. And so it's a two-hour deal, so I have a few minutes. And uh, so you may hear some different stuff. It may sound a little different. I'm not sure. But uh, I'm out here, and there's people mowing and fixing roofs. And uh, there's like a CrossFit class going on. So there's a lot of people exercising and doing things that I actually kind of feel a little guilty about it because after I'm done recording this, I'm probably going to go to Chick-fil-A. But whatever, it's all good. So I want to jump right into some fresh content. We're talking about needs. The title of this podcast is called Needy. And uh, this is such a significant area of our development and our maturity and growth uh, with him is to realize just how needy we are, to realize the needs that God himself has placed within us. And uh, so I just want to jump right in. We all have needs. And I think it's so important to realize this was, y'all, this was mind-blowing information to me uh, just a few years ago, not not uh, 20 years ago. This is just a few years ago. This is mind-blowing information to me that literally helps me daily in my walk with him is to realize that I have needs. We all have needs. And listen, someone or something is meeting those needs. We all have needs and someone or something is meeting those needs. And, uh, and so we're just going to talk about, I think it's going to be a couple of episodes that we're just going to kind of unpack this idea that we have needs. Where do we get our needs met? And, uh, and, and so we're just going to take a look at some of this stuff, but I love what, uh, Miles Stanford says in the green letters, he says, now it's, it so happens that God's basic ingredient for growth is need without personal needs. We would get nowhere in our Christian life. The reason the father creates and allows needs in our lives is to turn us from all that is outside of Christ, centering us in him alone. Isn't that good? I'm going to say that last sentence again. The reason our Father creates and allows needs in our lives is to turn us from all that is outside of Christ, centering us in Him alone. Uh, I just think it's so powerful to look at God's master plan, His divine design for His most prized creation, which is you and me. Uh, You know, He fearfully, Psalm 139 says, He fearfully and wonderfully creates us. And I love it that he does it with these intentional deficits. You know what I mean? Like he literally creates us with these intentional deficits, these divine deficits. I like that because it's D's. I like it's good. He creates us with divine deficits. Listen, we were literally created incomplete. I know that sounds weird. That sounds a little, we were created incomplete, like, like kind of like whenever, uh, you know, you got little kids at Christmas, you know, if you've ever had small children, maybe you have small children now, but like Christmas time is, it's really a dreaded time 
for parents of small children because the grandparents and people go out and they buy all these toys and stuff and you got to put them together and it's miserable and it's awful and there's instructions. It's just terrible. But it's so crazy because you'll get the toy all together and then you'll realize that it's actually incomplete because the batteries are not included. And so that's the way God, God, God created us. It's like batteries not included. We were created incomplete with divine deficits. But it's so cool because in Colossians 2.10, it says that the way we become complete, our batteries, if, if, if you can put it that way, is, is through our union with Christ. Colossians 2.10, we're complete through our union with Christ. So we are literally incomplete. We, are, we have these deficits, these needs is what we're calling them. And the way that we are complete, the way we're completed is through our union with Christ, through our abiding, through our relationship with him, through our fellowship with him. That's what completes us. So he is this beautiful design that God has. He creates us with these divine deficits called needs. And he literally does that to allow us to see that we are not complete in and of ourselves and so that we will center ourselves, Miles Stanford says, in him alone. So that's the design. That's the divine design, but that's not always what we do, right? Sometimes, if you're like me, and, and I really want to talk about this, I can talk about this in such uh, experience in my own life, personal experience, but sometimes we don't center ourselves in him to be completed, right? To have our needs met, but we go looking for other things and other people and other sources to try to meet our own needs. And that's where we get into trouble. I'll never forget whenever, um, you know, and I know I talk about this time in my life a lot in this podcast, uh, but it's such a crucial time in my life that literally launched me into, um, into this journey that I'm on with him. And, uh, but I'll, I'll never forget, I, I had just started my mentoring process, um, <clears throat> and I'm in this room with my mentor, Pastor Nance McCready, and and I'm, I'm starting to talk about some things, and then I just shut down. I'll never forget, I shut down because I felt so ashamed that I needed to be in this uh, in this meeting with her, and that I was struggling so bad, and I was having to take up her time. And I shouldn't be the one. I started saying stuff like this. You know, I shouldn't be the one that that is so needy, that needs a meeting, you know, all these meetings and all this help and all this, you know, advice. And I, I shouldn't be the one that needs all this because I'm not that guy. I'm the guy, Pastor Colby is the guy that doesn't, he's not needy, right? This is what, this is what I'm going through in my own head at this time. Pastor Colby is not needy. He, he's got all his stuff figured out, and now he helps other needy people. You can, you can laugh at that if you want to. I know it sounds funny, but this is where I was at in my walk with God. And I actually thought that being needy was a sign of weakness and immaturity. Uh, so uh, I thought that it was a sign of weakness in immaturity. 
I wasn't supposed to be the one that needed anything. I had it all figured out, and now I was supposed to help other people figure it out, which is uh, comical to me now. But uh, I wasn't supposed to be that was the one that was needed. I, I saw that as a sign of weakness, of immaturity. These were the people that were still struggling, and and uh, but not not me, right? Of course, not me. I I actually believed that the more mature that I was, the less needy that I became. I thought, I thought that the more mature that I was, the less needy I became. Like I thought that I was supposed to be the super low maintenance Christian, right? Like I didn't need a meeting with the pastor. I didn't need uh, a whole lot of extra time and help. And, uh, you know, and I sure didn't need to bother God with all of this stuff because he had already, uh, done all this stuff for me and I was supposed to have it all figured out, which is such a lie. I was not allowing myself to even acknowledge that I had needs. And I'll never forget saying all these things in there with Pastor Nancy. And she's just sitting there with her pen and she's not saying the things I'm sure that were going through her head, but she's just listening. And literally it was like, she didn't even have to say anything. As I began to vocalize my my perception of myself of not needing God and I shouldn't be needing help from other people. And I, I, I should be further along than this. And, and I'm not the one that's supposed to need anything. I mean, literally the Holy spirit was allowing me to hear my words in the insanity that was coming out of my mouth. And it opened me up to this teaching that not only did I have needs, but that Jesus was the actual source. God himself was the actual source for all my needs. So, so, so it was just such an, I just will never forget the meeting. It was such an eye opening meeting and she didn't even say very much. It was just God opening my eyes to that. Because if, if you ever find somebody who, um, is not acknowledging their needs is not, um, going to God to get their needs met, a lot of times when those needs aren't, aren't being met in our lives, and we're going to talk about what those needs are in, in just a minute, but you know, a lot of times it will manifest in frustration and that's where it was for me. You know, it can manifest in frustration, uh, depression, despair, anger, like, you know, it, it really starts to manifest itself uh, that the, these needs aren't being met and you're frustrated about it. I was frustrated about it, but I didn't know why that I was frustrated. But now I can look back on it and see I was frustrated because I had this gaping hole in my life, this divine deficiency, this incompleteness. I'm out here searching for my batteries. You know what I mean? Like going through that drawer, that horrible drawer that everybody has, and you're looking for the batteries so the kid can get his toy working and they're not losing their mind on Christmas Eve. So that's me. I was literally acting that out in my life. It's like, it's like whenever you're hungry, everybody knows the term hangry. It's like you're hungry and, and you're, you need to eat your stomach needs food in it and it doesn't get it. And so you get hangry, right? Like you, you begin to manifest these emotions and feelings. Y'all, it's serious. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, I won't name any names, but I'm married to her. Like when she doesn't eat, oh my Lord Jesus, you better watch out. Hangry does not even describe 
what is what what this is. So we got to keep her fed. And so it's like a baby when it when a baby doesn't get its needs met, if you don't change its diaper, if you're not feeding it, if it's too cold or too hot, if its basic needs are not being met, what does the baby do? The baby is crying. It 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 acts out in an emotional way so that somebody can realize, hey, something's wrong with this thing. So I want to say if something, if, if you're frustrated, if you're tired, if you're depressed, if you're in despair, you've lost all hope, if you're angry all the time, anger is such an indicator of, of um, our need. I was really, truly, and even recently in my life in the last few months, anger has been something that has been a major indicator in my life that someone or something is not meeting a need in my life. So if, if that's you, if you're this, if, if this is going on in your life, these are indicators that there is a need somewhere in there that's not being met or that is being met by the wrong source and it's not truly satisfying that need. There's a really cool story in the Bible and I want to uh, talk about... Uh, the woman at the well, it's in John chapter four, uh, 10 through 16. You can read the story or it's, it actually goes past 16, but I'm just going to read through 16. Such a powerful illustration, uh, of Jesus having a conversation with a woman and the conversation boils down to her needs, but she thinks that the conversation is a natural conversation, that they're having a conversation about an actual well and drawing water from this well. But Jesus is having a spiritual conversation and he's talking about the well of her own soul. And so uh, I'll read it for you in John chapter uh, four, starting in verse 10, it says, Jesus answered her. So Jesus has just met this woman and he asked her for a drink. And she says, you know, you're not supposed to be talking to me because I'm a Samaritan. And uh, so Jesus says this, he said, Jesus answered her. If you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty and have to keep coming back here to draw water. He told her, Go and call your husband. And so, really interesting conversation. They're literally on uh, two different wavelengths here. She's talking about a natural well, and he's speaking of a spiritual well. She's talking about natural water, and he's speaking of spiritual water. But a well in the scripture always represents a source for life. So it's really cool. You read the Bible, all throughout the Bible, there's all these stories that take place or that happen around wells. And a well in the scripture always represents a source for life. Water is a life source. So uh, uh, entire communities were built around wells and water sources. And so so Jesus, I love Jesus. He's so cool. He's such an awesome preacher, right? I think he may have actually been the best preacher. I want to be a preacher like Jesus. But anyways, 
So Jesus, he uses the best sermon illustration. So I love the way he sets up this message for this lady. Uh, he's so good. He, he sets this message up for this lady and, and the setting is at this source for life. And it takes her a second to realize that Jesus is speaking spiritually, but eventually she gets it and it actually changes her life. And, and it's so cool that he, he, the illustration here that he, the backdrop of this sermon for her is actually a well. So, and he's speaking of the well of, of her own, uh, deficiency and her own, um, he's speaking of her needs is what he's doing. But I, I love this story because it, it kind of goes through these steps, uh, this process. And it's really the process that I went, went through with realizing that I had needs and then, uh, realizing that Christ was the source of my needs. And then for me to step back and go, holy cow, I have needs Jesus is the source of my needs, but I've been alive for 36 years and I haven't been going to him to meet my needs. So where in the world have I been getting my needs met for 36 years? Isn't that a good question? So I just kind of want to walk through that process through the story with her. So, so like if you were to break it out into steps or points, like step one would be to acknowledge that I have needs. Now this is a big step for me. This, this was huge for me for, for me to even admit that I needed help. See, you see the pride, you you see the independence. Y'all, it was so extreme in my life. Like I needed God to be saved, but literally grab my stuff and move on from my salvation without him. But I don't know that I'm doing it. And I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit illuminated, illuminated that for me. But, uh, you know, step one would be acknowledging that I even have needs. So in that room that day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I do have needs. I do have needs. And in this story with this woman, with the woman at the well, you know, in, in verse 10 and 11, I love it that she says, she's talking to Jesus and, and she's like, how are you going to get this water? She says, the well is deep. And that's, I want you to know something in my life. The well was deep in your life. The well is deep. She didn't know it, but she was speaking truth concerning the deficit that was within her. She was prophesying about her own life and she didn't even know it. Her well was deep, so deep that there was nothing and no one that could fill it. You want to know how deep your well is? You want to know how deep my well is? My, my well was as deep as God. Your well is as deep as God. And you say, what do you mean? God himself, remember what Miles Stanford said at the very beginning, it's, he creates these needs to, to center ourselves in him because he makes himself the source of all that we need. It's a brilliant plan. It's a brilliant plan. It's like, I created you, batteries not included, and there's only one place to get the batteries. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? They're from him. Like, he is the source of all that we need. So, so our needs run as deep as, as God. How deep is the well within me of what I need? It's as deep as God. And so God 
makes himself what we actually need. And so, so acknowledging, acknowledging that we have needs, that's such a huge step. For me, it was such a huge step is to say, I do have needs and, and, and to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me. And I realized that I had crazy needs, y'all, crazy needs. I had such an insane, deep need for love. Let's just talk about some of the needs that I had. I won't even project these on you. You can decide if they're for you. I had a need for love. I had a need for acceptance. My gosh, I just, the hunger in me, I can go back as a child and think about how badly I wanted to be accepted. I had such a deep need for love. I had such a deep need for acceptance I had, so, oh my goodness, and I can, st- I mean, I talked to Rachel about this today. I had to have a difficult conversation with someone today, and I said, and I'm asking the Lord, Lord, why is it hard for me to have this conversation? And it's because of my deep need for approval and acceptance. I didn't want to have the difficult conversation because if I had it, the person might not, might not approve of me anymore. They might not accept me anymore. Approval and acceptance. Love success. I had an insane need for success. I have an insane need. These are not past needs. These are like right now needs that I have an insane need for affirmation. Like somebody tell me that I'm doing good. Please somebody tell me that I'm worth something. Right. I I mean, y'all, I can remember, and I want to talk about these in detail, uh, probably in the next episode, but I can remember like I would preach a message on a Sunday and like, I couldn't wait to get home and open Facebook to see if somebody said something special about, man, Colby really did a good job this week. Isn't that (laughs) I love telling on myself like that because I had such a deep need for affirmation. What was I doing? I was getting that need met through what people were going to say on social media, but I wasn't going to God to get that need met. Love, acceptance, approval, success. I had such a deep need for affirmation. Somebody tell me that I'm doing good. Friendship. I had a deep need for friendship. Have a deep need for friendship. Perfection. Oh my gosh. Like I, I, if, if you are a perfectionist out there, look, there's two kinds of people. There's perfectionists and there's people that are sick of trying to be perfect. And so you've just thrown up your hands and given up. Neither one of those are going to meet your need for perfection. Respect. Had a deep, deep, deep need for respect. Somebody needs to respect me. I mean, these, y'all, I could literally do this all day long. We have deep need for respect. We have deep need for safety, assurance, control, all of these things. We need these things. And God created us with these deficiencies, with these needs. These are the batteries that did not come included in the package. We have to go get these to make it work. And so the question is, where are we getting them from? So step one is just acknowledging that I have these needs. Like, okay, all right, Colby. So I have needs, you know, that's awesome. I'm glad that I realized I have needs. And, but, but, in this, this, uh, story, this woman, God has exposed, Jesus is exposing to her the fact that she even has needs, right? Like, Hey lady, there's some living water and you need it. She didn't even know that she needed this living water, but God is so good to show her 
that she needed this living water. And so she acknowledges that she doesn't have it and that she wants it. And I think that that's where I was in my life is I acknowledged, I acknowledged that I did not have all these needs met, but I wanted them to be met. And they were, them not being met was a great source of frustration and difficulty in my life. And so, uh, so acknowledging that we have needs, that's huge. Step two would be realizing that those needs are met in Christ. And maybe this is like super basic for y'all and, and it's not, uh, maybe you're way past, that's fine. Like, cause this is, this was like revelation knowledge for me and it still is right now. Acknowledging I have needs and then realizing that those needs can only be met in Christ. I love it. In verse uh, 13, 14, and 15, Jesus identifies himself as the source of what she needs. It's so good. He says, whoever drinks of this water, indeed the water that I give them will be in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus is saying, I am the source of what you need. I am the source of what I'm talking about. So God creates us with these deficiencies and then he makes himself exactly what we need to fill that deficiency. Psalm 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. When God is shepherding my life, when I am in fellowship with him, when I am following him, I have everything that I need. If our needs run as deep as God, that means that whatever we need, he is that. So if I need love, guess what God is? He is love. I mean, it, the scripture literally says God is love. So my needs run as deep as God, meaning that whatever I need, whatever you need, he is that. It's not a thing separate from him that we need to go get. Like, we're not looking for love in all the wrong places. Like, no, I'm not, no, that was terrible. Y'all probably won't listen anymore. That was really bad. I apologize. But whatever we need, he is that. God is love. If we need acceptance, like he's made himself acceptance for us. If like literally like God is what we need. Every single thing that we need. If we need peace, guess what he is? He is peace. Like, so going anywhere to anything or to any, anyone other than him to have these needs met is going to leave us empty and dry and wanting more. He is the source literally of everything that we need. John 15, he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Like he is the source. All we have to do, listen, all we have to do in John 15, it's so cool. He, he gives us this awesome way of living and it's called abiding. Like he's the vine. He is the main trunk of the tree we are a branch. All we have to do is be a branch. It, all, the only thing we have to do is abide in the vine. He is the source. Everything we need comes from the vine. All we have to do is stay connected to the source. So it, it's so powerful to realize 
Number one, I'll say it again, we have to acknowledge that we have needs. Number two, we have to realize that those needs are met in Christ. He is the living water. So as he's telling this lady about, he, you know, there's this living water, she's still thinking it's the natural well. And he's like, no, 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 I am the living water that you need. Your well is deep and nothing and no one can fill it. Only I can. So in order to realize that God is the source, this is the whole key. In order to realize, and I'm about to wrap this up, that God is the source, that he is what we need, that he meets every need that we have. In order to realize that, the wells that we have been going to have to run dry. In order to realize that God is the source, that he meets every need that we have, all other wells have to run dry. And they will, every single well. I don't care if it's your spouse. I don't care if it's your child. And I want to talk more about this on the next episode in more detail and how that actually played out in my real life. I don't care who it is or what it is. It has an expiration date. It is going to eventually not satisfy you anymore. And so those wells are going to have to run dry. And I'll never forget, we were in Belize. Oh my gosh, I have time to tell this story. I'll tell it real quick. We were in Belize and, and I had the youth group uh, there in Belize. And, and there was this guy there who had been raised in Belize City. And he was at this rehab halfway house and he was doing some work for us. His name was Winston. Incredible guy. He'd gotten born again. He was sharing his testimony with the youth group. And he was telling his story, you know, about how people around him had been murdered and drugs. And it was this whole dramatic story. And he's got the kids' attention. And he was talking about his horrible life. I'll never forget. One of the kids asked him, they said, how come you didn't get out sooner? And he looked at that, the kids and he said, as long as something is working for you, you're not going to look for something else. And he said, the life that I was living was satisfying me at that point. He said, but eventually it stopped working. And, and, I, and I'll never forget what he said. As long as something is working for you, you're not going to look for something else. So right now, there may be some things that are working for you, but eventually, on our cycle of getting our needs met, eventually something's not going to be working anymore. And I want you to remember, if it's not now, it's five years from now, like, whatever it is, eventually, when that thing is not working, I want you to remember that it was never supposed to work that that need was never supposed to be met by any kind of lifestyle, by any kind of uh, activity, by any person, by any human being, that it was only supposed to be met by God himself through Jesus Christ. And so I spend time praying for my own life. Father, whatever wells haven't run dry yet, let them run dry quickly, the ones that I don't know about yet. Let me see the wells that I'm running to that are not you. And when I see people come to me and, they, and they're in crisis and they're in difficulty and, and I used to be so upset and try to make sure everything worked out great for them and try to prop them up and make sure the worst thing didn't happen. And, and, and now I'm just like, Lord, let that well run dry so you can have what you paid for. He wants us to come to him to be our supply 
but it is in the nature of man. It is in our human nature, the old nature of sin, to try to survive without God. Literally, Adam and Eve sin and they begin to... uh, they begin to supply for themselves. They begin to care for themselves. And God is saying, come out of self-care. Quit supplying your own needs. Quit going to people, places, and things to have your needs met. Come to me. Come to me and truly be complete through your union with Christ. So powerful. It's so good. And so, uh, I'm praying for some wells to run dry in my life. I'm praying for some wells to run dry in your life. Because as long as what we're doing is working, we're not going to look for something else. But eventually, it's not going to work anymore. You're going to be tired and frustrated. And I pray that if and when you are, that you will run to Jesus so fast. Because he truly is what completes us. Hey, I've gone over my time. And I could talk about this all day long. In the next episode, uh, I just want to spend time talking about... uh, because step one, acknowledging that we have needs. Step two, realizing that there, that those needs are met in Christ. Step three, and, and for me, this was the just the eye-opening thing was, oh my God, if I have these needs, they're met in Christ, but I haven't been going to Christ to get the needs met. Where have I been going? How have I been getting my needs met? And that is when uh, there was some uh, wonderfully devastating conversations that I got to have with my God as he showed me some of those things. And I will share some of those things in detail on the next episode. So I love you guys. I am praying for y'all. We are so needy. There's no such thing as a low maintenance Christian. We are all, there's no such thing as a low maintenance human. God created us all extremely high maintenance because he wanted us to come to him to be cared for. So uh, pray that this blessed you. I hope that you'll jump on next time, next episode, and get to uh, enjoy Needy Part 2. I will share some personal um, illustrations and stories about some of the wonderfully devastating revelations that I got from God about the places that I was getting and the people that I was getting my needs met from. And so we'll have fun talking about that. All right. I love you guys. I hope this blessed you. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining in today on the Big Life Podcast. For more information about Colby, visit colbyhill.com or follow him on social media. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Once again, thank you for joining us on the Big Life Podcast, where together we explore the great big life God has for us.